You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Woke up this morning. And the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And with us, as always, is our loyal producer, Jesse Nordberg Sedgley. Yes, I am. <laughs> and that's right. In case you didn't uh, guess it already by the song that's playing, we are talking about the first entry in probably the greatest comedic trilogy of all time, The Naked Gun, starring the late, great, unfortunately late, yeah. Leslie Nielsen, who... I honestly has always looked that way. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually in the, the original Poseidon Adventure. He was the captain. He was a serious actor at first, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. totally dramatic. And mm-hmm. then, of course, uh, Police Squad. and they, Something clicked. And they, he's like, wait a second. Why am I being serious? Everybody says I'm so funny. But, yeah, Naked Gun released this. The original, the first one, released December 2nd, 1988. IMDb 7.6. Rotten Tomatoes 79. However, strangely enough, 89%... Rotten Tomatoes critic score, seventy nine. I think we should mention the storm in the background. <laughs> yes, the sky is angry tonight, my friends. Just to let people know, we're aware, but we're doing this anyway. The Native American next door was out in his yard doing some funky stuff, so I think he called down the the rain. So you can stop playing through your windows. But we'll be here until the power goes out. Yep. Uh, budget was twelve million, opening nine point three. However, the domestic gross seventy eight point seven, thus justifying not one, but thankfully two sequels. Oh yeah, two very good sequels, might I add, which we'll get to a little later. Uh, directed by David Zucker, who also directed Naked Gun two and three, and also the other comedy classic Airplane exclamation point. Written by Jerry Zucker and David Zucker. I assume they're brothers. I didn't look it up, but I think that's a safe assumption. They've got to be brothers or lovers. Uh, but they also wrote Airplane and the Val Kilmer classic, because we have not mentioned him on this podcast in forever, but the Val Kilmer classic, Top Secret, which, have you ever seen that one, Daniel? Nope. Definitely have to cover that one really soon. I've never even heard of it. It's basically Naked Gun Airplane, but, you know, a take on 60s teen icons and spy movie mm-hmm. with Val Kilmer. And has one of the greatest fight scenes ever in the, in the <laughs> end. Have you seen it, Jesse? Which one? Top Secret? Yes. Val Kilmer? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if you know what I'm talking about, the last fight scene going to be something special. It's something <laughs> special. Uh, of course, as we mentioned, starring Leslie Nielsen as Lieutenant Frank Drebin, Police Squad, but also as aforementioned from uh, The Poseidon Adventure, Dracula Dead and Loving It, uh, Spy Hard, and a lot of other serious stuff. Wrongfully accused. What? Who? What'd you say? Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. Wrongfully accused? Oh. That was a funny one. I thought you said wrong flick used. I'm like, <laughs> what, what movie am I leaving out? Uh, and he yeah, had a... 
the famous line on the airplane. Don't call me Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was, I wonder, maybe that was kind of the, I don't know what the, when that came out and when Police Squad was originally on the air, but I think Airplane was 79. Right there, 1982. Yeah, Airplane, airplane was, was first, 80, 1980. Yeah. So I wonder if that might have been his kind of sort of like the, hey, he, he has a natural thing for, because he was serious in, yeah. in Airplane, but like, you know, he was saying the most ridiculous things, which <laughs> for the most part in Naked Gun, he is serious, aside from some slapstick moments, but you know, he's always... Yes, I'll stay on my I toes think, like a midget at a urinal. I think that's what makes it so good. Like their attempt at doing it now with the scary movies, they're they walk in and they're acting over the top and everything, mm-hmm. and ch- trying to make it look cartoony. Whereas he did it just so serious and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he was in. He was in. I didn't see all the scary movies. I saw like caught the end of. I don't know if it was three or four or seven, whichever one it is. But he was in one of them, uh, like three. the president or something. Was, yeah. And yeah. he did a great job. <laughs> Because all, all I remember seeing was like the aliens pee out of their fingers, and he, the alien has his <laughs> finger in his mouth, and, and that was it. Oh, he's in four as well. I am. Yeah. Oh, President Harris. Hey. There you mm-hmm. go. Maybe I have a future ahead of me. There you go. Uh, but also starring at the time of the filming of the Naked Gun trilogy, the very lovely Priscilla Presley as Jane Spencer, of course, better why, otherwise known as Mrs. Elvis Presley, and currently known as Plastic Surgery Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she got angry at that. Stop. Elvis hurt. Elvis. <laughs> hey man, hey man, don't talk about my wife. She's still my wife. Send some thunder your way. Speaking of Elvis, he was on. It was a drunk history with him last. <laughs> oh, last yeah, yeah, or yeah. No, no, I watched it last night. I should say, but with Jack Black, yeah, who does a great Elvis. <laughs> like they ever do a Elvis the later years. Jack Black needs to play Elvis. Mm. And a, st- a former '80s alumni, '80s uh, revisited alumni, Ricardo Montalban. No, I'm sorry, Montalban, <laughs> not Taliban. Like, I always want to call him. Not insinuating any terrorist ties with the late Montalban. 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 I don't know why. It, just, it, feels, it feels natural to throw that extra vowel in there. Montalban. Montalban. Anyway, but he was Vincent, the villainous Vincent Ludwig. Almost, if not more villainous than Khan himself in this <laughs> film. He was pretty ruthless. Yeah. Uh, and also, of course, from Fantasy Island. Uh, Oscar winner George Kennedy as Ed Hocken won an Oscar for Cool Hand Luke which that's the reason he's actually in the movie because they want an Oscar winner in the movie so they got Ed <laughs> and actually wow. they kind of thought about him because or he kind of pursued the part because uh, he wanted to be an airplane but he wasn't or they didn't have a part for him or something or other I wrote it down somewhere but I'll get to that uh, and of course the infamous I think that means more than famous it's a three of me guys. I got that. <laughs> I knew you. That's either Dana or Carter. Uh, O.J. Simpson as Nordberg. Of course, you may remember him from Murder One, Armed Robbery, <laughs> Heisman Trophy nominee, uh, NFL superstar at one point, started with the Buffalo Bills, ended with the great 49ers. Uh, and also, there were some great cameos in this movie. Of course, 80s icon Weird Al Yankovic, mm-hmm. Angels right fielder Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Boom. I'm, does God not like Reggie Jackson? Uh, and, of course, oh Dick Vitale boy. as Dick Vitale. So, Daniel, now, uh, I, oh, I guess I didn't even mention it, but Jesse actually chose this week's movie and last week's movie. Uh, nope. Next this week's This week's and next week's. Wait, what did I say? Last uh, this week's. And I didn't choose sorry. Legend. I would never choose Legend. <gasps> <laughs> but, yeah, this, this week and next week. <laughs> yeah. Our producer's choice, by the way. I should have mentioned that at the beginning. I'll try to remember to do that next week. I was about to mention it. Thank you. But mm-hmm. uh, real quick, uh, you saw, you've seen this movie many, many times. Yes. As have I. But now I'm, I might be a little different from you because I remember seeing it like the 
VHS, like the unedited version, so to speak. But the version that I watched repeatedly, of course, again, came out in 88. I mean, it was on, it was on television, 89, 90. Uh, so I, I'm more familiar with the TV version. So much, in fact, that, I mean, that's the one, I never owned it, aside from the recording I had on VHS. So when I'm watching it, on because the, the whole trilogy is on Netflix. Have yourself a Naked Gun Marathon, you'll thank us later. Uh, but there were so many parts that I didn't remember because I was so familiar with the TV version, such as the entire dick thing oh. outside <laughs> which I, it was like watching it for the first time I was so excited watching it mm. and like my because uh, I didn't have any recollection of that mm. uh, at all so but I mean you're more you're very familiar with this movie as well yeah. uh, did you ever own it I know your wife actually it. has the trilogy so. I own it too oh y'all both have it mm. so you have an extra one that you don't need anymore laying around that pretty much <laughs> you should look into giving that to somebody <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, uh, yeah we've both seen this movie a lot uh since that's the case, I'll actually go first about my feelings about it. Ooh. Damn. Now I can't talk. I'm thrown for a loop here. Uh, it's all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's extremely enjoyable. Even, uh, like, I, like I said, I mean, we both watched it so many times, but watching, especially I haven't watched it in probably four or five years, probably. Honestly, the first one, at least, the, it seems to me like the uh, 33 and a third tends to be the one that I seem to catch on TV more often than anything. Mm. But I uh, watch the latter two that that all. They're they're like one point difference in like ratings mm. in my opinion. Like I mean, they're so there's there's not a weak one. Not like unlike you know scary movie or mm. uh, what other. I mean, Indiana National Lampoon's Jones have yeah four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that which we do not speak. <laughs> the name which whatever what do they say when Voldemort comes around the name what is it. He, he who he is not named or something. Yeah. He's, he's who, that's Jesus. He who will not be named or something like that. Something like that. That's what I'm getting at. We don't speak of the one that came, <laughs> the supposed mythological one that came after Last Crusade. Gotcha. Mm. But yeah, absolutely love Naked Gun, all three of them. And it was just a, it was an, it was a joy to watch it again mm. after not watching it. And it's and it's the funniest movie I've seen in a long time. Even though I've seen it previously, but I'm, excuse me, there's not much that I've seen of modern comedies that could even compare to how funny this movie still is today. <laughs> and that, oh, you're done. Yeah. Oh, you were finished. <laughs> well, now well, I need, now, to, now I need to, to retort. <laughs> I probably will, may have watched this more than you. Uh, Maybe. I want to thank you, Jesse, for <laughs> choosing this film. This is, I would say, top three my favorite comedies of all time. Oh, definitely. Dumb and Dumber, uh, this, and it has to be something else. But 40-Year-Old Virgin? <laughs> it's up there. I like this more than 40-Year-Old Virgin. I totally agree with that. Yeah. But uh, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, there's not... There's never a slow point. Yeah. There's always something that... You, and there's little things, like... We watch it on captions, and just reading some of the things, like when he's uh, singing the national anthem. Oh, the things people <laughs> are saying? Yeah, like, and, and then they're like... Some of the the lyrics for you, like, <laughs> a bunch of bombs in the air, and like just things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. what's, some, what's some more funny stuff? The from start to finish. Oh, just just like little bitty things when he runs into the scaffolding. Watch everybody fall. Oh yeah, they, like, some of yeah. them do oh, a really when he, damn when he good parks job. Into it? Yeah, some of them were like do do, and then <laughs> they stop and fall again. Like, well, uh, you, I mean, I think you really hit it on the head. Is that first of all? And I think we might have talked about this before. What a lot of mo- lot of modern comedies is that? Yeah, we did. Cause we talked about Judd Apatow. How there's like an hour of comedy, or like there's like ten minutes of comedy, hour of drama, 
five minutes of comedy, 45 minutes of drama, and there's your Judd Apatow movie. Whereas this movie, now there is like a dramatic element to the movie. You have to stop the queen from being assassinated, but it's never done fully serious. Yeah. And there, like you said, there is, there's pretty much a joke in every single shot. Every line is a double entendre. It's, it doesn't stop. <laughs> it does not stop. And, it, and it's brilliantly acted by everybody involved. Yep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're just looking at pictures. Nobody, <laughs> nobody does a bad job. Even on OJ, like oh yeah, when he gets shot at the beginning and he's he, ow, <laughs> and then he sees the wet paint. Oh man, oh man, <laughs> the bear trap. <laughs> and then like, heroin. When they get to the uh, <laughs> when they look out in the water and they got the the outline of his the body. Tr- where yeah, he's in the water. probably one of the two parts that still make me laugh the most. Just like bust out loud laughing is when he saves the queen, takes off the hat, and like yeah. and he's like and uh. I don't forget Enrico. It's it's Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, and uh, <laughs> I was gonna say he was in something else too. Uh, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Yeah, he's uh, the guy that says, somehow hey, makes the team. I forget the damn. I wanted to remember because I wanted to shout it, but I totally. It's blew Enrico it. Palazzo. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that part made me laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> it just and then uh, the the one scene and I remember it because it was in the trailer for the movie way back in the day where he the, where Norberg goes down on the wheelchair yeah, and, and that's still one of the funniest <laughs> things. Just ever it's, the, it's the sound so good the sound beforehand <laughs> <laughs> and the use of dummies i mean that's this makes it yeah oh just yeah. randomly that's one in. of my favorites like when ricardo is or ludwig is taking him up the oh, steps and he's and the she, dummy and he's swinging her like like a madman <laughs> <laughs> um i really like whenever it, it used to not like it as much the little conversation he has with the boat doc guy. Oh, oh well, here. He's probably this will, 20. This will make you refresh your memory. <laughs> yeah. Like, you loan me a 20? Here. How about now? Like, it's so quotable. Right. And it's extremely quotable. And then, uh, because <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't seen it in so long, I remember everything, but like when I'm watching, like, oh, yeah, this, this, this. <laughs> that was funny, too. Daniel was imitating it hanging off the dick. <laughs> and the woman peeks out at the right moment. <laughs> But then uh, when no, when he parks his car in the airbag and he hits yeah. the thing in the airbag and, it's, and he's just, don't move! Do I get the driver? And then like, he realizes it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he plays it off so well. And it, oh, it's just so great. I like when he oh, man. when he's enjoying calling strikes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to it. Three. Three. Right. A little dance he does. <laughs> and the whole time during the whole Randy Newman montage where he's like frisking yeah, everybody. everybody yes. Yeah. It's so funny. There's not. There's nothing. There's no flat jokes in this movie, which is rare. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, aside from maybe the sequels, I can't think of any. Bingo. <laughs> and he goes up the car. It's, it's genius <laughs> stuff like that. And like airplane gets a lot of a lot. Of, I mean, airplane's funny. Right. But there's some parts in airplane that I find are you know not as funny as it should be. <laughs> Naked Gun is not like that. It, right. It does not stop. And it also ha- the whole trilogy. Has three of the best like cover art ever. Of course, the first one he's on the bullet. Mm-hmm. And the second one, uh, I think it's got him and Priscilla on the. I know it has a, him and Priscilla on the VHS copy, but I saw something else where he's like doing a split between two bullets. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. That, that, that must be the official yeah movie poster. And of course, the two third one half. he's locked up in the box shooting holes through his foot. There's <laughs> a, um, the scene where the guy tries to shoot him over at the uh, the, the butcher. The, what do you call this thing? Butcher thing? I'm stupid. The slaughterhouse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Butcher. 
<laughs> the butcher place of butchering. But he's like, I can't hear you. Please don't shoot Sh- your gun. Don't shoot your gun when you're trying to talk. <laughs> yeah. And the little nod to Batman. Yeah. Uh, Which actually just came out the year before Batman. So maybe Tim Burton did a nod to Naked uh, Gun. Snap. Oh, damn. I didn't even think about that. He's like, oh, that was a great shot. I'm going to use that in Batman. Damn. So I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about with the hand and the... Batman came out in 89. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> Revelations on 80s Revisited. Those happen a lot. Usually it's me. <laughs> Michael Landon was not in Hardcastle and McCormick. All right. Or Airwolf. <laughs> I would have totally thought, okay. No, but not, when you said mm-hmm. I know exactly what you meant. And uh, I remember when this movie came Sorry. out originally, this was Nick at Night, you know, actually played old shows like mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke, Mork and Mint, like stuff. Yeah. I don't, they, now they play their own original stuff. I don't even know. I haven't watched it in forever. But uh, I want to say maybe around the time the sequel came out, Nick at Night started playing Police Squad episodes. Mm. And not as funny as the movie because, you know, uh, early 80s television, a little more censored more so than that the movie allows them to do. But still great. I mean, Leslie Nielsen is never, when he's in a, anything funny, it's never not funny. Even, I mean, he, even movies that aren't that good, like Spy Hard, it's funny, but it's not, it doesn't touch right. Naked Gun. But he makes it enjoyable. Dracula Dead and Loving It. It's funny because he's in it. Yeah. But they just hit comedy goal with this movie. They just had comedy the right components. Mm. <laughs> no joke. Um, just when he's going to take a piss. <laughs> 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 Whoops. <laughs> it's just great. It's Like you said, it's the, it's the little things. This is a movie that you can watch. I think that's why you can watch it so many times. Mm. Especially like like we did, because every time you watch it, there's something you miss because oh. you're laughing at something mm-hmm. else. You're like, my father went the same way. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the like top baseball plays, the oh. damn tiger <laughs> in the car. <laughs> in the head. I if mean, you actually watch it close enough, that tiger hits it, that it, dude in the it, face. It gets him yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> it looks pretty rough. Like oh shit. The car ones so out, of, and then the head get knocked off. And I love how they all, all three of them start with that great like opening action sequence. Of course, this one he's fighting Qaddafi and uh, I forgot Yama. Not Airfat was one of them, and then mm-hmm. I forget the white bearded dude Kamini. I think was his name. And they even have like their name tags. But of course, like all those dudes are dead now. Hold, hold on, hold on. I gotta go take a piss. Indeed, it is for all the people who will be able to share in the uh, celebration, especially will be the Queen's public appearances. They do such a good job of keeping it funny for the whole... Mm. All right. <laughs> Whoops. And before Austin Powers. Mm. Yep. Um, we also would like to <laughs> Whoops. Oh. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, gone too soon. Yeah. Actually, I looked up it was complications from pneumonia. Uh-huh. No, I think it was 2000. No. I forgot the year. Anyway, but that's what it was. It was complications from Pianemane. 2010. 
Actually, not that long ago. Yep. So sad. 84. Oh, and yeah, he's Canadian, too. Didn't know that tall. Look oh. it up. Canadian, eh? Yeah, him and Aykroyd, you know. <laughs> Colin Mulcahy? <laughs> Shania Twain's Canadian. Mm. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm a country singer, and I'm from Canada. Mm. I don't know. No, we just seemed... Huh. That, 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 that doesn't I'm impress not, I'm not me complaining. <laughs> that was nicely put. <laughs> uh, stupid. You know, it's just funny. It, it, it's funny to me. You know, Keith Urban's Australian, but he's a country mm. singer. Yeah. Now, granted, there is the Outback, but he doesn't sing about Aborigines and Ayers Rock or fucking Tiger Snakes or anything. I don't know any uh, Keith Urban songs that I could be like, say something like, sorry. The only thing that you need to know about Keith Urban is that he gets to bang Nicole Kidman. She's okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Naked Gun. Uh, uh, let's see here. Some trivia about Zim movie. Uh, well, it's made to appear like the home field of the California Angels. It's actually not. It's actually Dodger Stadium. The Angels have not called Blast the stadium home in ni- since 1965. So that's Jabberwocky. Uh, the I breast, that was important. <laughs> the breast that Frank sees, you know, the... the Facility is uh-huh. actually uh, it's a concrete reactor containment domes at San Onfre Nuclear Generating Station in Southern California. Have you been by there? No, but I'd like to now. <laughs> Just have my fi- picture in front of. Yeah. Do one of those forced perspectives while I lay down, <laughs> and then you know in the distance yeah. or have them. You uh-huh. know, when people, you when people go to the St. Louis the Arch, they do this. Yeah, like the arch is a rainbow, or they're holding it up. Those kind of things. <laughs> uh, and according to David Zucker on the commentary. The studio and oh, actually, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, insisted on casting an Oscar winner in one of their main, major roles, which is why they casted George Kennedy. Of course, uh, he had been campaigning for the role of Ed Hawken for months, saying that he was furious at having missed out on his chance to spoof himself in the movie Airplane. So, that's more clarification of what I was attempting to say earlier, but mm-hmm. it came out like. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bo Derek was the first choice for the role of Jane Spencer. You know, ten Bo Derek. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they did good with Priscilla Presley. She's pretty freaking hot in this trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, but Derek was uh, very hot when she no, was she's, younger. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing bad about her. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd say an eight point five. <laughs> I wouldn't say a ten. Yeah. Maybe in that picture, and that those first two, just the cornrows just uh, it takes Jesse, away at least can, a point and a half. Can you look up uh, Olivia Newton-John in, in the movie again, please? <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna make me jump up and slap myself in the jaw. <laughs> No, uh, oh, look it up. Specifically, yeah. Xanadu? Yeah, yes. not, not modern. Not the, wait, there was one. There was a good one. Oh, God. Oh, that's that one, right? That's the one. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah, it's just when they first start seeing that N number. Oh. <laughs> She's still like the most beautiful uh. woman in the world. <laughs> uh, I never thought after doing this podcast that I would, you know, first of all, watch Xanadu, but second of all, realize that it's got like the hottest chick ever in it yeah. at that point in time and today. Yeah. Like, you know, if I was an Islamic terrorist and there was, like, whatever it is, 82 virgins or whatever, I would want them all to look like that. Stop it, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) It's just getting weird. Uh, During Ludwig's first encounter with Drebin, he says he's feeding his fighting fish small minnows. Uh, It's actually identical to the scene in the Bruce Lee movie Game of Death where we see Dr. Land feeding the same fish. So it's sort of a homage or, as some people say, homage. Uh, Homage. Speaking of Game of Death, are you familiar with that film? Nope. The last film... Uh, Bruce Lee ever did. What's the one? I didn't watch much, much Bruce Lee. What's the what? one with all the uh, mirrors? 
That's Enter the Dragon, okay. his magnum opus. Yeah. But Game of Death, of course, as you can see, Jesse, you pulled it up. It's the famous one where he fights Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Also made the yellow tracksuit oh, famous. Oh, okay. I've seen that. As you I've see in so uh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. Everything. Now, the interesting about Game of Death is, and some people might not have known this. Wait, is Wesley Snipes remaking Game of Death? That must no, be an old movie. In his own movie called Game of Death. Speaking of which, he's going to be in Expendables 3. Hell yeah. <laughs> Got his tax problems. Finally worked out but it's uh, called getting out of jail yeah <laughs> that's his tax problem but uh bruce lee died before they finished making game of death and uh if you ever watch it again now like the last fight scene is mostly him because they filmed a lot of that it's almost identical to nes game kung fu he kind of battles yeah. up he goes up awesome. to different levels yeah. fighting different people on the stage shit out of that game. it's mm-hmm. it has to be an inspiration for the game uh some some little weird thing not tri- trivia sort of mm-hmm. but um, my very first like long-term girlfriend, her name was Anna. Uh, on Kung Fu, you're Thomas, and you're trying to help your wife, Sylvia. Her parents' names were Thomas and Sylvia. So she's the offspring of Thomas <laughs> and Sylvia from Kung Fu? I guess so. Damn. I would say you shouldn't let that go, but you, <laughs> you ended up on the better deal <laughs> with a girl that owns a Naked Gun trilogy. Uh, yeah, but anyway, Game of Death, the interesting thing about it is... Uh, most of the fight scenes were filmed, but they used a body double for like a lot of the, the story segments. In fact, going so far as to have Bruce Lee's character get shot in the face with a shotgun to explain why he doesn't look the same. And All right. it's, it's the the movie's terrible. It's a terrible movie until the the end because that's when you that's when it's Bruce Lee mm-hmm. you're fighting Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Uh, but the interesting thing, they even use a cardboard cutout of Bruce Lee's head for one scene. Over the it's taped to a mirror over the actor's the stand-in's head, and it's absolutely hilarious. But also, Game of Death is the only motion picture to where the lead actor's dead body is actually real-life dead body is actually in the movie. They use footage of Bruce Lee's funeral, his actual funeral, mm. as the funeral when his character gets shot in the face with a shotgun, who's faking his own death. So when you watch Game of Death and they show the funeral scene, that is literally Bruce Lee's dead body. How did he die? Uh, like a cerebral embolism of some sort. Like, uh, well, it depends on who you ask too, because there's right. a, you know there's the some people say he was killed for teaching non uh, teaching Westerners sacred kung fu arts oh. as sort of as so just, made to believe. I don't know in. much about him at all. Watch Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. It's a good movie, although it kind of goes a little fantastical with like some of the plot elements. It's still a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Jason Scott Lee's in it. Oh, and then uh, Brandon Lee's buried right next to him in Seattle, and actually. While we're on the topic, I mean, we always just go from tangent to tangent. But Kurt Cobain was actually going to be buried in the same cemetery in Seattle where Bruce Lee is. But actually, the Bruce Lee's family, you know, kind of spoke, and other people in the cemetery spoke out against it because they didn't want kind of that traffic that that would bring. Yeah. Of people just kind of coming and lighting candles and hanging out in the cemetery. Much like Jim Morrison's grave in Pierre Lachaise in Paris, France, how the bus has been stolen like four times and it's vandalized. Not vandalized, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, people paint on it and write messages, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why... Uh, Kurt Cobain's ashes, I think, are still sitting on Courtney Love's dresser or whatever the <laughs> fuck she did with them. All right. Probably sniffed them. Yeah. yeah. Like Keith Richards did with his like, dad. I want to be as good as you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's never the people that deserve to die in plane crashes in the music world, you know, or helicopter crashes. You know, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yep. Uh, Leonard, Ronnie Richie Van Zandt. To me. Yeah. Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Skinner. Mm-hmm. Well, the best thing ever happened for his brother. Yeah. Oh, I, can, I can lead your band now, man. Yeah. I can sound just like you. What's the other one? Uh, Richie. Richie Valens, yeah. Big Bopper, Buddy Holly. Yeah. We're all in that one. In that same plane. Damn. I would say, not Rihanna. What's her damn name? Ashanti. Aaliyah. No, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't care. I mean, she was pretty. 
terrible actress, but she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> was that the last celebrity? No, I guess I guess T. Boz was the last musician to die tragically. T. Boz died. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Left well, eye. Left eye. Yeah. yeah. I get I get them girls mixed up. By the way, Chili. Oh, one she was of the, the hottest women. Well, around. <laughs> I would say, especially when they were Chili's. out. When they were out, uh, or they when they, let me rephrase that. When TLC was relevant, Chili was the hottest. But I think near like the end, or like I don't know how recently I can say recently, but. T-Boz actually looks really good. Oh, really? Like she kind of grew into her face or something. She's I don't know. Chili is But Chili fine. was always hot. Yeah. Didn't she, wasn't she like married to Usher or something or some shit? Don't know. We're Who looking knows? at pictures of people. Of <laughs> Maybe I was wrong. Well, like, she looks cute there. Maybe it's, it just depends on the picture. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's <laughs> not, she's not a natural. Well, she's, well, she's cute. I won't kick it out of bed. <laughs> Actually, I would because I love my wife. I would, yeah, if she tried to go. come into my bed, I would just kick her out immediately. There you go. Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe they were dating, I guess. Maybe not married. Mm-hmm. I knew it was some shit like that. <laughs> I should not marry. Rosanda Thomas. I didn't know that was her real name. I, not that I thought Chili was a real name, but <laughs> I didn't know her real name. Rosanda Thomas. Rosanda Oshelin Oslin Thomas. Is that, is that really her? She's very that, short. That almost looks like Beyonce. Yeah, that's her. Again, we're look. I know y'all. You people listening can't see. This it, is the picture podcast. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, oh wait, this was one last little quick thing on trivia, real quick. Now that we're talking about the naked gun again, uh, but um, in this refrigerator, that jar of mayo it expired in 1982, which was also the year that Police Squad was no longer on was no longer on television. So it's sort of been in his fridge since the TV show went off the air. It's sort of like mm. the end joke, which is pretty funny mm. to me, and now it should be funny to you. Any final thoughts on one of the greatest comedies ever made? Um. It's just one of those. If it came on when I got home, I would watch. Oh yeah, it. like I after watching the could whole trilogy, watch it every other day type deal. Like um, um oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. No, I insist. <laughs> you, go ahead. you finish. <laughs> no, but uh, especially after watching all three of them again on Netflix, like I, I want to get them on Blu-ray now. Like, yeah. uh, I used to buy like every movie that I ever liked on, when DVD was a relative format, and it still is. But then once I got Blu-ray players, like eh, I got like way too many DVDs and movies that I really don't. I still like them, but I don't necessarily need to own them. So when I get stuff on Blu-ray right now, it's because I want to. I truly want to own this movie because yeah, I, I like it. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't. I want to get the Naked Gun trilogy on yeah. Blu-ray. Like, hey, it's eight. Watch an HD. Is like watch it for the first time. You have the transfer is good, but then so, also I mean, they're just great freaking movies. Yeah, all three of them. If I would have to give it a score, I would probably give it like a nine four, something like that. <laughs> it's up there. No, it's it's top ten. My favorite movies old. My. That's right. <laughs> that's the only thing this movie's missing. Nice beaver. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, but uh, on the adjusted tray scale, okay, it's an eight point nine, mm. which is that's still pretty good. That's like a nine point eight on your scale. Yeah. Adjusted scale. <laughs> I have to I have to spread what it out. What a scam. <laughs> okay, on the unadjusted scale, it'll be a nine point eight. <laughs> adjusted okay. for inflation. Yeah. <laughs> Got too uh, crowded up there. But again, Naked Gun released December second, nineteen eighty eight. Now, it was a, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. On December second, the Naked Gun was released, and audiences across America rejoiced at the humor and reveled in learning about the exploits of Frank Drebin and Police Squad again on the big screen. Hmm. However, six days later, we lost one of the greatest singers of all time, Mr. Roy Orbison. Hmm. Pretty woman, Blue Bayou. What's that other one? The Katie Lane. <laughs> 
<laughs> Crying is a song I'm trying to think of. There you go. Great song. Yeah, but he passed away. Uh, died of a heart attack. And I Damn. bet you he was buried with his sunglasses on. Mm. He should be. Yeah. Mm. Should have been. So. We're finding it out. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up funeral. Uh, yeah, but hopefully, you know, before he... Maybe he... Maybe, you know, maybe the naked gun killed Roy Orbison. And it's just... Nobody's kind of stated the fact that he might have went to see it and then laughed so hard he had a heart attack. <laughs> it's entirely plausible. That's true. Mythbusters would I'm rate it. I'm pretty sure plausible. that's what happened, actually. I think it's a safe theory. Yeah. There you go. We'll just go with that. And we'll just make that news. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, time for Daniel's <laughs> Sports Rewind. Uh I've kind of known a little bit about this guy uh, that we're going to discuss, and it's really not going to be me. It's more along the lines of he needs to get some anger out, and this is how he's going to do it. But uh, December 2nd is when the NECA gun came out, and uh, a famous birthday from December 2nd. Famous. <laughs> Infamous. Here we go. Famous birthday was uh, a great quarterback of the <laughs> great. present day. He plays for the Green Bay Packers. His name is Aaron Rodgers, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hand the mic off. I'm going to hand the mic off to Trey because I want to get the real dirt and scoop about why you cannot stand Aaron Rodgers. Well, here's the floor, Trey. Take it. Well, first of all, he's the biggest fan. I think. Let me let me let me state to everybody out there. I don't really there, care for him, by the way. You do. Is okay. that you know I don't I do not judge people by how they look, but when you look as dumb as Aaron Rodgers looks and you have the personality to match, it's kind of hard not to judge you as a complete fucking idiot. Nope. I mean, first of all, what kind of quarterback throws his team, you know, oh, I didn't throw good today. You know, he pa- he plays it off to where, like, he throws his receivers under the bus. Like, oh, yeah, or no matter what, whether they lose or whether they win, it's, he, it's never him. And the whole discount double-check thing, him and Clay Matthews need to go suck each other's dicks in a closet or something because both of those nope. faggots need to get the fuck out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I just don't like Aaron Rodgers' personality. I yeah. just find that he's... I don't really he's care a, for him. He, he's a cocky, arrogant asshole who uh, thinks that he's the Green Bay Packers. Recently, Packers. Greg Jennings, who now plays for the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. uh, was kind of talking a little little trash about him, saying he was kind of a me-type dude. Like, yeah. It was about me uh, in the locker room. You know, a little bit sort of kind of what you're talking about. It's yeah. kind of like ego. Like That's kind of what... Yeah. You know, that's the perception that I, I get that... I, you you kind of hear it in interviews and what a lot of people say about him. So that's completely what I'm basing it off of. Yeah. And he, he looks like a, he, you know, he just, even in stupid commercials, he looks like, hey, like he looks genuine. He, I don't think he's acting. He's like genuinely offended that, hey, that's my move. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my move. That's a discount double check. I, I've always. And I bet they had to pay him to use that. I bet that's how much of an asshole he is. <laughs> Since he became. I get royalties for this, right? Uh, starting quarterback and won the Super Bowl. I've known that. You don't like him, so I had to had to get that perspective. And he, no, he, you know, on the field, he's not a nothing against him on the field, but he has the that's not how an athlete of that caliber or who is a role model, especially you know the kids that in Green Bay or Wisconsin, wherever Green Bay fans are like they need a Drew Brees, yeah, they need a Joe Montana, <laughs> they need a Tim Tebow. <laughs> I like the laugh. Right there. Anyway, anyway, that was. <laughs> 
Sports Rewind. This might be an episode for rants, because on today's Back to the Future, uh, today is, uh, what is today? August 14th, 2013. It's the Wednesday, wait, I'm, no. All right. Damn it, it's the 13th. Yeah, it's the 13th. 13th. Sorry. Oh, geez, where have I been? Uh, I got your blood it's, boiling. It's the post. It's the it's post Shark Week, and I didn't even know this was occurring until about the uh, literally Monday night as I'm watching Shark Week. But National Geographic had Shark Fest running exactly opposite Discovery Shark Week, and Shark Fest was ten times better than Shark Week. Ooh. Okay, here. Okay, Discovery they Channel. Have to aim high. Here's here's what your your problem is. First of all, they opened Shark Week with Megalodon. The monster exists. Now, mind you that the entire documentary I just mentioned was a complete fabrication, much akin to the mermaids debacle, where people took the Facebook, oh my God, I didn't realize that there were mermaids. Right. And same thing with this one. I'm watching the com- I'm reading the comments. I mean, these comments that Discovery, I like them on Facebook, so I get the, you know, the feed, and it's like, don't forget, watch the evidence for yourself, Megalodon. Like, you know, every other post, every even post is, this is fake. Just so, just so you people know, like, don't this is this is like mermaids. This is fake. Did you and then, see? And then the every, did I say even or odd? Anyway, the one I didn't yeah. say before is no, it's not. The science is sound. Did you not see that footage? Um, and it's that's one of those guys I would like to have a where I could hook y'all up, like have y'all in a face to face meeting and you discuss the. He discussed what you why it's real and have yeah. you come back on that. I'd love it, especially <laughs> with Shark Week because I'm not a marine biologist. That was my first profession I wanted to do when I was in high school until I wanted to be a director and then do, didn't do that either. So <laughs> that was second failure. But uh, and uh, anyway, so the documentary is entirely fake. Now I would have not have a problem with it if bef- oh, Orson fucking Wells. Just so you know, you are listening to a broadcast, and this is not real. We're broadcasting live from Grover's Mill, wherever, and the aliens are attacking everybody, yeah. and people still panic. But he. Each commercial break, he said, this is not real. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't do that. If you watch it, the last five seconds, they flash like the little thing at the bottom, like this is based on science and stuff. Like it seemed to be dramatized. Like, right. Like I'll try to read it like live. I had to stop the DVR, rewind it, pause it to like catch where they were, like when they throw it in real quick at the end. Hmm. And they end, end with one of the worst CG shots ever. But it's, I want to have a problem with it if they would say like the document you're seeing is completely theoretical and, you know, this is not real. They, it's, it starts off with found footage. Right. A documentary on the Discovery Channel starts off with found footage. That's not real. <laughs> like, it's like the Blair Witch Project all over again. Is it real? Is it fake? Is it real? When all that, of course, that was the first of its kind. So there was genuine, like, is it real? Yeah. The Blair Witch. No. It's, <laughs> it's not real. I, I, I know it's not real, but I'm saying <laughs> when it came out, because they had the website for it and everything, but like, Okay, they faked all the police reports and all like the little great, interviews. Great prom- promotion. Oh yeah, I mean it, it obviously it still felt today mm. with shit like this megalodon crap. Mm. Now, I would is the possibility that there's a megalodon out there? Yeah, we, I mean we know nope. we know more about outer space than we know about the oceans. So nope, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. I mean I'm not gonna say no. There could be a fucking you know portal to another dimension where aliens send gigantic beasts to attack us in the nope. middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. There could be where we had tested uh, atomic bombs, uh, whatever that atoll was. You know, there could be a gigantic lizard just waiting to wake and come yeah. destroy. Nope. <laughs> there could be shit in Area Fifty One. Nope. Uh, could be some dense. Elvis young... could still be alive. Nope. 
Can you say anything but no? Nope. That's not <laughs> Thank you, Mr. T. <laughs> but anyway, okay, already, okay, sum it up real quick. So Shark Week already gets off like these a sour taste. I'm like, really? Like they're passing this off as real. People are buying into this being not real. Then on by that time I realized, oh, wait, wait, there's Shark Fest? Well, this is cool. So I set the DVR and I start off Monday Tuesday, Monday night watching Discovery Channel, DVRing. Nat Geo. Well, then after for the second documentary where uh, Discovery Channel shows a ragged tooth shark when they're talking about a great white, I decided the science is not very sound on this channel. I'm gonna go watch National Geographic. And they so actually you're done with Shark Week. I'm not it's done with Shark Week, shark but fest this is my you? manifesto to the Discovery Channel. A. Do not do fake documentaries. B. When you say what shark it is, make sure you're damn well showing a picture of that shark. They showed tiger sharks when they're talking about great whites. They showed fucking nurse sharks when they're talking about bull sharks. It was fucking stupid. And they Not alert. <laughs> and they actually did this last year, some too, where they're saying the great white attack. And the dummy shark that they're using for the reenactment is not a great. I'm sorry. They used the great white dummy, like that's what they had in storage, you know, to like to do the dramatic reenactment. And they're talking about a bull shark attack. Yet this great white is eating this person. Oh no! I know, right? <laughs> But also, Nat, Nat Geo on their Shark Fest, uh, they did not have annoying reality TV stars on a comedic oh, yeah, yeah, talk yeah. show after making fun of everything that they just showed, pretty much. Uh, they, the commercials for the shows that are coming on Nat Geo were a lot less aggravating than the repeated Gold Rush commercials between, mm. that they would play twice, two times in a row, back to back, which is my big, one of my biggest pet peeves ever when, I watch, when I'm forced to watch commercials. Show, they play the commercial, and they play it immediately again. Wow. That's just aggravation. But anyway, the good thing about Shark Fest, to sum it up, they actually had documentaries that didn't involve just bull sharks and great whites. They actually had some stuff on, like, deep-sea sharks and hammerheads and shit. So it was cool. You got to see sharks other than a great white and a bull shark, because I know what the fuck they look like. <laughs> all right? So Shark Fest next year. I'm going to be DVR and Discovery Channel and Fast Forward and do all that shit. But don't do fake documentaries during Shark Week. It's fucking stupid. The end. Anyway, of course, you can always hit us up on email to discuss your disgruntlement with Shark Week or Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Uh, 80srevisited at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at Awesome Pods. I'm Drop feeling the heat. <laughs> and now you can go to awesomepods.com. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it like active? Right now, I just forward you to Facebook, okay. but it's going to be it's coming eventually. Yeah. Awesome. Very News nice, to me. Jesse, very nice. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget, on the Awesome Podcast Network, there also, there's actually a new show that I haven't listened to yet, but... Uh, yeah, uh, it's called uh, Why Don't You Know it. This? It's a trivia podcast. Just ask 24 questions. Really clean. You know, as soon as you start the podcast, boom, questions start. You know, no talk. It just goes. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know, like, I remember we were going to Clicks one night, and you were listening to a, one like that. I mean, is that... Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much, uh, it's similar, but there were things I didn't like about that, so I mm-hmm. decided yeah, to... cut out the crap. And yeah, exactly. Cut <laughs> the fat, so to speak. Do you give the, exactly. I assume you give the answers at the end, or is it after yeah. each question? I give it at the end. Okay, so you kind of... It's more so for if you're like on a road trip. You know, I couldn't do it by myself. I'd have to remember. Oh, wait, question one was. It'd be hey. nice to have someone writing this <laughs> yeah. stuff down at the same time. Um, if you're driving alone, be safe. Don't quiz and drive. Right. It's only about 15 minutes long. You know, why don't you know this? Available on Stitcher and iTunes. Awesome. Me and Dan might listen to it on the way home then. Let's do it. I, told, I just I totally forgot about it until we got to plug the other one. Yeah. But also, Geekly Dose, they had a new episode not too long ago. Uh, Actually, I guess it was, well, last week, I guess. Yeah, they're yeah. doing another on Thursday. Oh, sweet. So you'll be getting your earbuds, ear, clit- ear clits, tantalized by Tim Bridgewater and Steven yeah. Ocentelli pretty soon. Hopefully and also, to me by the weekend. 
That's yeah. right. Awesome. Sweet. That's exciting. Always like to hear from those guys. But then also, Duo Attack is back, bitches. The monster returns. <laughs> <laughs> yep. and it was actually uh, the first true Duo Attack. The yeah. latest episode with just me and Jesse instead of... Mm. Uh, what do you call it? Duo Attack Prime? Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, that's everything Hero Clicks. Give it a listen. And I guess that's about it. It's my special boy. And tune back next week. Uh, tune back. <laughs> tune in next week. Tune back. <laughs> same 80s time, same 80s channel, as we do another producer's choice, which I ain't going to tell you till you tune in next week. Woo! So y'all come back. Now you're here. Until next time, I am Trey Harris. Daniel Sanangelo. Jesse Sedgley. Cowbunga. Something tells me I'm in the Nice. Find this show and more on facebook.com slash awesomepods and follow us on twitter at awesomepods. Pods.